Welcome to Faith Family in the Force. I'm Oliver. And I'm Annabeth. Faith Family in the Force is a podcast about just that, our faith, our family, and our experiences as Oliver is in the Air Force. And on today's episode, we talk about fears surrounding military life. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? We are so excited you're here today. Yeah, we are. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? Okay, so I put out a question in a Military Wives Facebook group I'm in and got some answers and we're kind of... We're going to talk about it? Yep. (laughs) Awesome. Love that. So what was the question? So my question was, what about military life or what fears, worries, or overwhelms you about military life? What fears, what worries what, you, like, what yeah. overwhelms you, what keeps you up at night, that mm-hmm. kind of What question. makes you anxious, those Oof. things. That's a good question. That's just a good question to ask people in general. Do you have an answer? What keeps me up at night? Oh, no. Um, I mean, <laughs> because it's about a military life specifically. <laughs> Um, the thing that gives me the most anxiety slash fear slash like kind of, I don't know, whatever all that would encompass for me. Hmm. This is going to be a little heavy. Is that okay? Yeah. We're going to get heavy here, guys. Probably like mine's, mine comes from a different perspective because I'm, well, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll share it. Like, being in charge of somebody as an officer mm-hmm. and ordering them on a mission knowing that they are going to die or have a very high chance of dying and being responsible for that not even dying myself yeah but like yeah being like oh we need you to go take that hill go take that hill mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to probably die that that gives me a lot of like well, hopefully you're Oof. never in that situation. I hope not. But people have been in that situation. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I, I think about that a lot, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, on my, not this, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. It's fine. Like, but it was on my first deployment. Um, I had a, a mentor of mine I was flying with. He, uh, he brought that up to me and I never thought about it. And mm. kind of take my commission as an officer in the air force and the military seriously and that at the end of the day like i have the authority to order men and women to essentially as simple as it sounds is to charge up a hill knowing that they're going to be shot at or that hill is important Mm -hmm. so it was it's kind of heavy wow all right let's do a happy time well so if you're listening and you gave me some of these answers. Thank you. Yes. For answering. Thank you. Um and I'm not going to give verbatim what anyone said right. because I got several answers from several different people and really we can break it down honestly probably into two categories, but we're going <laughs> to um be more specific than that, but a lot of these people had very similar answers with okay. things you deal with in the military. Um, 
And so we're going to talk about these, but also we're going to give Bible verses that go along with these that it'll make more sense probably when I read it, but I don't want to take away like any hardships or like very difficult things that people deal with being in the military and just be like, oh, well, here's this verse. Yeah, I realize that's not going to fix your problem and isn't going to be the only or best solution sometimes to these things like but it is it can be something that when you are dealing with a situation a difficult situation or you feel lonely or whatever you can just pray these verses or you can go back to these verses just as a reminder that like God is with you and you're not alone yeah, I always hate that when I'm like, oh, I'm feeling some type of way or this is going on. And someone's like, well, here's this verse. Yeah. And I'm like, well, is that going to solve it? Like, <laughs> right. Or what do you want me to do with it? Yes, so. yes. So I, this is not like taking away from, hey, you need to see a counselor. You need to talk to someone about this. You need friends. You need family. Yeah. You need all of that. But also these ver- verses hopefully will be helpful to you. I like it. Okay. Boom. Consider yourself prefaced. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Okay. So, um, a lot of answers we got were deployment related. So a lot of people, and that kind of went in, in two ways. One, um, is just being apart from your spouse for long periods of time. Mm. So, and that could be really deployment TDYs or a lot of people talked about fear of their husband getting like a year long deployment or assignment somewhere um, where they could not go with them. So yeah, there definitely are options for military members to be like, congratulations, you're going to this country um, and you're going to be there for a year or two years and you cannot take your family or whatever the case is. So um, those are, I wouldn't say they're rare because they happen, um, but it's always interesting and it's a unique challenge the military poses. Yes. So for this particular being apart for long periods of time, I have a verse and it is 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And Right before this is like the famous, like, love is patient, love is kind, all of that. So it says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) Are you thinking about the office? (laughs) No, I'm not thinking. I was thinking about like our marriage and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that too. too, Of course. (laughs) Okay. So I picked that verse with this situation of being apart for long periods of time Um, and not even just for one long period of time. Like if your husband or wife is in the military over the course of their career, if you add it up, I mean, they're probably gone. Maybe they're not gone for a whole year at one time, but they're gone for six months, three weeks, two months, five months, four weeks, you know, whatever. And you add that all up and it's a lot of years <laughs> in your marriage that you spent not together. 
Yeah, it was funny at work the other day. We were talking about how many Christmases we had all missed. Oh, yeah. And I'm very fortunate that I haven't missed a Christmas, but I miss holidays and anniversaries and lots of birthdays and things like that. Um, but some of the numbers were like, yeah, I've missed nine or ten Christmases or, yeah, you know, and it's, uh, it's shocking. It's crazy. So, anyways, I picked that verse. Um Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And I think because when you are, you have those people throughout your marriage, you're going to have all these times where you are apart and it's going to be hard. Like the reintegration process is difficult. This, like physically being apart for months at a time is so difficult and just all the things that go along with that. But I think... If you have faith in your husband, in your wife, if you have faith in your marriage, if you have faith in God, if you have hope like that, you know, you're both doing the best you can and you have hope that you're going to be together again and hope that you're going to stay together and like no matter what, keep working at your marriage. And then, of course, if you have love then the times that you're apart, like it's going to be okay because you have faith, hope, and love in each other and in God. I love it. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm looking at your list here, and as you guys have seen the trend, I don't look at anything before we do these, um, but I'm consistently impressed with Annabeth's ability to make a list and really... I love making lists. <laughs> you're like the kind of person who will make a list but has already done something on that list so they start the list by crossing it off yeah it's a good thing it's like a it's a psychological thing okay so the next part of because again i said we got a lot of deployment and part of that's being apart but the other part of that and not just deployments but just being in dangerous situations your spouse being in a dangerous situation of if they're deployed to a you know not a war zone, I guess, um, area, or even just like accidents happening, like happening. Um, I know like for us being part of the like kind of pilot world, we hear all the time, see, know people, see people, um, that their plane crashes. It's not uncommon. Um, and so just things like that are scary, yeah, it is absolutely scary. Um, and this is one of those that it seems far away until it happens. And then mm -hmm. it's kind of brought back into reality. And then like enough time goes away and then it happens again. So it's always like ever looming, right? Yeah. Whether that's accidents yeah. or fatalities killed in action or things like that. So it's definitely real being in dangerous situations. For sure. And it's you forget sometimes because it becomes such an everyday thing to for your husband to jump out of a plane or fly a plane or get shot at or, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and so you forget sometimes and then you, like you were saying quickly, remember, oh, you're in dangerous situations yeah. and as much as you train and are prepared for this, like, unfortunately things happen. Yeah. What Bible verse do you have? So I have Second 
Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. I like it. I like that because, again, if you, like, I think we all worry about when our spouse is deployed and when they're in just everyday, you know, trainings and things like we were saying things happen and I think we all can worry about that if your worry is next level anxiety like if you're not able to go about your day like it's crippling (laughs) you need to talk to someone absolutely yeah if every time I went and flew and I text Santa Beth hey I'm flying love you and talk to you later and she couldn't function or like really right, struggled, right. it would, it would be very difficult and definitely would need to seek some help. Yes. So if, you know, that's, you need help if that's the case, but if it's your normal, just worries, like everyone does because they're in a dangerous situation and doing a dangerous job. Um, I really like this verse because it's, it says like, the Lord of peace, like he's the Lord of peace and he himself will give you his peace at all times and in every situation. So like that covers all the things that your spouse is going through being in the military. Um, And I think that's just one of the verses that when you are worried um, or you're having anxiety about a deployment or a you know, a mission that they're going on or whatever, one of those verses that you can go back to and just pray like, Lord, give me your peace in this situation at all times. Give me your peace. And I think it can be really helpful. I feel like we could do a whole episode or series on peace, like how asking for peace, what that feels like for each person. Oh man, write this down. (laughs) Podcast episode on peace. Yeah. I like it. All right. The next one is, excuse me, being far away from friends and family or like having to leave your friends and family when you're PCSing, um, you can make such good friends and then, oh, we have to leave, you know, a year later or whatever. Um, So a lot of people said things along those lines. Yeah, I... A lot of these on this list that we're kind of talking about, we have covered and just like things that you can do, right? To like why it's important to dive in and make good friendship, even if you know you're going to be leaving in two or three years time. And like, we're big into that. So please go back and listen to some of these episodes that we have about um, some of these things. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So being far away or slash leaving friends and family, um, we have Psalms 145, 18 and 19. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. And I picked that verse because, one, the very first sentence is, the Lord is close to all who call on him. And when you are you move and you don't have any friends yet you're far away from your old friends you're far away from your family you feel lonely like 
the Lord is going to be close to you. He is going yeah. to come close to you. You are going to feel his presence if you call on him, like bottom line. And again, I'm not saying you don't need friends and family. Like for sure you do. God created us to be in relationships with people and be in community. We all need that. But also we need the Lord and we need to be close to him. And I just love that his promise is like, if you need me, if you call on me, like I'm there, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. And I love that. And then um, the second verse of that, he grants the desires for those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. And I think that's so awesome because I think we all desire those strong friendships. And when you are feeling alone, when you don't have family around, you had to leave your friends behind at your last, you know, base or station, then God knows like your desire is to have friends and you can ask him for that. And he's going to give you that desire. It might be hard. Like making friends as adults is hard. We've talked about that before, but if you, I, firmly believe if you pray for God to God to give you some good friends, like I think he's going to do it. Absolutely. Wow. You're preaching. Oh, this <laughs> is the Annabeth podcast I didn't tonight. expect this. I no, just... <laughs> I, this is what we need to hear. Okay. The next one kind of going along with that is finding when you move, finding a new house, finding new friends, finding a new church, finding yeah. a new school for your kids, all those things that go along with moving to a new place. Yeah, just moving to new places is so stressful and everybody knows it, right? So I feel like for us, it's one of those things you really just have to accept. Like, yeah, this is going to be tough and challenging and there's going to be a lot of unknowns, but that is like the newness of it. That's a cool new factor, right? Um, some places in the military, like where they have you move around the States are super well set up. There's lots of resources on base and like your supervisor and people will be like, Oh yeah. Like I wish I had known this when I moved there. So I encourage people to like seek those resources and ask around. For sure. And it's just a lot. Like when you move, you have so many things to check off the list that you have to do. And you know, you add kids into it and like getting them into a new school and all of that just adds an extra layer. So we get it. It's, it's a tough. lot. Real <laughs> tough. Um, so the verses for this is Isaiah 43, 16 through 21. And this is the message version because I just, oh, wow. I really liked it. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies. They lie down and then can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say thank you, the coyotes and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert. Rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people I chose, the people I made especially for myself, a people custom-made to praise me. I like I like that imagery. 
Yeah, I, I know, know that was a lot. The message but... is sometimes kind of like interesting. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, sometimes I really like that with like newness and quenching desire and thirst. Yes, and providing. I think that's that's good, especially in the military, like moving and new things, new friends, new life, new school. Yes, exactly, exactly why I picked it. Um, and I like um, that it says. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert and be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Um, Because not that it's bad to think about your past and, um, you know, miss your friends and your old house and all of that. But I think there's something really to be said about when you get to a new place, being present where you are and really putting your roots down there, even if you're only going to be there for a year or two or less than that. Um, Just like investing in the people around you and in your community and in, you know, making an impact, even if you're only going to be in a spot for a little bit. And I think God has like a plan for you in that location for that time. And like, he just has great things waiting for you. Like it says in these verses. I love that. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The next one kind of going along with that, but more specifically just kids, people, everyone's worried about their kids. Sure. Of course. Um, and just kids adjusting to every time you have to move that has to be hard on kids it's hard on us um and then just the long-term impact just the military lifestyle Mm. has on kids yeah it's wow you know i've never sat down and really thought about it um but I'm, i'm gonna think about it more maybe we can talk a little bit to it as well yeah. Just like in our own personal, like, cause it definitely has like, I mean, anecdotally just thinking, yeah, if I'm moving every so often and you hear people who are raised with military parents and they're like, yeah, I moved around all the time. I never really had a home, but right. you either hear like the extremes of it. Like, Oh, I had an amazing time or, Oh, I hated it. Right. Like I haven't heard a lot like kind of in the middle, which maybe is a good thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to think about that. What's the, what's the old Bible verse here say? So I picked Proverbs 22, 6, which most people have probably heard. It's start your children children off on the way they should go. And even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Um, and I picked that verse because I think, of course, we all worry about our kids. And the military life can be so hard on them with their parents like deploying for months at a time and moving and having to make new friends and go to a new school. And, um, like it, we don't know how our kids, you know, are going to handle it every time. It depends on the situation and their personalities. And we don't really know like what the long-term effects of this life is going to be. (laughs) Um, we can't, you know, predict the future in that. But I think if you are intentional with your kids, if you love your kids, if you give them a good, loving environment and you teach them, you know, the way they should go, quote unquote, um, they're going to grow up. And like 
they're going to have difficulty no matter what. They're going to go through bad things, but they're going to learn like from us, like, Hey, I can do hard things. Hey, I am resilient. I, I can make friends. I'm a good person. I, I know how to be kind to the new kid because I've been the new kid. And like, there's so many good things that military kids get to experience and learn that other kids don't. And I think if you don't ignore the hard of the military life, but like point out the good things, point out the awesome things that they're getting to do and the awesome things of who they are and use your situation, your resources to train them and to show them and teach them positivity, then when they grow up, like that is going to be ingrained in them and they're not going to part from that. Like the verse says, um, they're not going to turn away from it. And obviously super, you know, Jesus and God and Christianity and all of that too. Um, but just in general thinking about like military life and mindset and positivity, like I think that applies to this verse too. Wow passionate and a bath. <laughs> I love this guys. I, I hope you guys are enjoying it too. I, when I think of like military kids, I think of like kids who are going to become really resilient adults who handle change well. And they don't, they don't like get freaked out at the first like sign of change or something new is happening that they're able to be like, Oh yeah, cool. Like I've had experiences in my life that have like made me like adapt and overcome and so they they become like healthy members of society like i i only see like super good positive things you know but i also live in a a really optimistic world (laughs) in my head yeah maybe we'll have to interview some military military kids kids, like older that are grown now but have them on podcast oh we could do like some who are like teenagers preteen teenagers and then some who are like older yeah that'd be great i love okay, that i love that idea. <laughs> doing a mini series <laughs> <laughs> a series within a series okay the next one is physical and mental health mm. so um a lot of people answered one for physical health just trying to if you have specific health needs and dealing with um the military medical system and TRICARE and all that trying if if it's more than just like your basic healthcare needs it's it can become a little bit difficult and just like getting what you need and trying to figure out and getting referrals and all of that um so that was kind of one but then also just mental health and like everything that goes along with that and your husband or spouse's mental health like dealing with stress and deployments and just seeing things and you know all of that um obviously we all know like ptsd and other things um so yes physical and mental health overarching all (laughs) encompassing all of that yeah i think some of the interesting parts on like the military member side and for just people to keep in mind is if even if you don't do a full 20 years, like the military is rough on P 
people's bodies. Yeah, that's um, true. From sitting, I didn't even really mention that from just part. Care, yeah. You know, like physically, it is rough on your body from being demanding. And whether you think you just work an office job or you fly an airplane or sit in airplanes or jump out of them or whatever you do, like over time, like the amount of stress on your body, whether it's your back, your legs or whatever problems or, oh, I rolled my ankle when I was like 20 in the military. And now I like, even though I work an office job, like I still have ankle problems like 15 years later, like mm-hmm. um, it's tough. And then the mental aspect, like I'm so happy that the stigma uh, being able to talk about mental health is getting better and better and better and more people are comfortable with talking about it. The resources are there and we're devoting more time, energy and resources into it um, and money, frankly, and it's helping out a lot. And um, it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, congratulations, you did your your tour, your deployments, you're done with the military now. Uh, like, you don't want to be just kicked out on the on the road with like mental health issues and PTSD from things you've seen or done or just, you know, whatever the case is. So like it's getting better. And I'm excited about this verse you have. Okay. Psalms forty one through three. I waited patiently for the Lord. He mm. turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. What you think? I like how, I mean, it goes from dark place. Like, I, I'm thinking mental health right now. Yes. Like, kind of yeah. broken. Going from dark and, like, being picked up and getting better. And, like, I think mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Um, it's good. Yeah. I really like, well, one, just waiting patiently for the Lord. That's so difficult. <laughs> um, but he turned to me, heard my cry, which we've already kind of mentioned in some of the other verses. Um, and then I love the, he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. And I think that's so like good physical and mental health of just like being like having your foundation and your identity not just in your job but like Mm. in the lord right um and then going along like mentally just like he put a new song in my mouth and a praise to our god of like mentally if you're in a tough spot like god can put a new thought in your head a new like um, perspective and like give you or just give you a new like way of thinking and mm. something to be like kind of that piece that we were talking about um, and something to be joyful about even in your circumstances absolutely wow well spoken okay so those were six things that basically all the answers could boil down to those six categories that we just listed. Okay. Now. But wait, <laughs> there's more. Out of those six, those were very military specific. Yeah. But out of those six, I can boil it down to like two or three more that are more vague, but I think this is like what it all comes down to. 
Gotcha. Okay, so if you haven't been listening, but you've been listening <laughs> this part in the podcast, really listen to these next parts. So I think all the fears, the overwhelming, the anxiety, all of that in military life, I think you can boil it down to unknowns. Okay. Because there's so many unknowns with military. Lack of control. Yeah. Because you don't get to decide much of anything. Right. (laughs) And lack of support. Mm, That's... That hurts. That's kind of that's sad too, because I <laughs> you know it's gotten better. So just yeah, imagine sure, like fifteen, sure, but, oh yeah, thirty years ago, like, oh man, yeah. Um, and with those three though, those are not like military specific. I think anyone can understand <laughs> in life dealing with unknowns and lack of control and lack of support. Fact. I think everyone at some point is going to feel all of that. Um, but I have some verses for these as well. Um, so unknowns, just give us some examples of military life and what is unknown to us. Oh man. I mean, a lot of times you don't necessarily know what job or what area or what base you're moving to or when. Mm -hmm. Um, things are very like you have an idea, which is almost worse than not even knowing because you kind of get that sense of like semi hope of something. Right. And start planning. Um, it could be anything from like when you go on deployment, like for air Mm -hmm. crew, for example, like if you don't know your air crew that well, like there's the unknown, like, Oh man, like I got to spend X number of months with these people. Like, what if I don't like them? What if they don't like me? What if I don't get along? all this stuff. Um, and and that like, that's all like just normal life stuff too, Mm -hmm. you know, just so many unknowns, but with the military things, it's, it's just multiplied. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So verse for that would be Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. So I know a lot of people know Jeremiah 29, 11, but I was surprised you wrote this down. (laughs) Okay. I like it. It's good. It's good, but a surprise. Um, so it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So I like those next two verses a lot. Yeah, I think, I think so... If I remember correctly, we have had conversations how like people just use Jeremiah twenty nine eleven like all the time, right? Yes. But like the the meat of the are like right there in the next in twelve and thirteen of what you just said, which to mm-hmm. me is so beautiful. Like, yes, you're gonna have plans for you to prosper and like live mm-hmm. good and like all this stuff, but you gotta meet me like halfway kind of. Yeah. yeah. And I think just it's so it's so hard. Because it's like one of those Christian answers and you're like, I know it's true, but like, I don't really like that answer (laughs) because it's so many unknowns. Like, oh, we don't know when we're moving, where we're moving. We don't know, you know, what job you're going to get. We don't know, et cetera, et cetera. But God knows. Yeah. And 
sometimes that's a very comforting thing. And sometimes that's a very <laughs> like frustrating answer. And you're like, okay, can God tell me? Like, can the Air Force tell me what's going on? You right. know? Um, so I think that's just one of those things. Like you have to trust that God has a plan for you. He has plans to prosper you, to give you a future and to give you hope. And um, you just have to continually call on him, pray to him, listen to him, seek him, and you will find him. Um, and you might still not know the answers to where you're moving or, you know, whatever else, when your husband's deploying, when he's coming back or right. any of that. But again, we go back to like that peace that he's going to give you, even though you don't know. There's so many unknowns that you still have, but you're trusting in God and that God has a plan. Yeah, that's good. You are on a roll tonight. <laughs> I feel terrible, guys, because I like I want to contribute stuff. But Annabeth is saying like all the right things and all the good stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to let her go. Like, this is awesome. Thank you. So okay, welcome so... to your TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be like... <laughs> Almost Just 30 minutes and, long. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we're almost done. Okay, so the next one is... Two hours later. <laughs> lack of control. So, again, give us some examples of things you cannot control in the military. Well, so all those unknown things, um, even when you get a decision, they're sometimes not in your control um, to make that decision, That's which is a weird way to put that, but like, it's not always going to be something that your voice even like you have an opinion on about a lot of things. Right. And people will be like, Oh, what do you, what would you prefer? What's your preference? What do you like? But at the end of the day, like it's just your opinion. Everybody has one uh, type saying. Yeah. So that that's one as well as like, you can't control what um, the previous administrations, current administration or future administrations mm -hmm. outlook is for like Manning and whether they want to like keep, people in the military or like increase people or decrease right. so like there's been like in the past decade or two um people who like oh yeah i got to get out of the military early like i wasn't planning on it but they bought my contract out or whatever mm -hmm. um and then like five years later with an administration change it's like the opposite so like there's so many like big level things that you as a person just don't have any control of that are also unknown so it's just compounding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, unknowns and lack of control go hand in hand for sure. Um, but so for this, I did Second Timothy 1.7, which is my favorite Bible verse, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Since we all were asking, <laughs> yeah. please pray tell. It says, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. That's good. See what I did there? Self-control. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think we can't, we, we try, like, we hold so tight and try so hard to control mm -hmm. all these things that we really cannot control. Yeah. Um, I, I think we do a bad job of recognizing the uncontrollables versus the controllables. Like, we don't ever want to take that moment take your breath and be like, wait a minute, I'm getting spun up about this, but I, 
I legitimately have no control over yes. this or what control I have is just an influence or a very small voice in the matter that realistically isn't going to get heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And so I just think this verse is such a great reminder of one, like lack of a control. It, it is so hard. Like that's a huge people want to control things because they have fear and they think if they can control it, then like it's going to be okay. Um, and so realizing that in yourself and thinking, okay, why am I trying to control this? What am I, what's the like deeper issue here? Like, am I scared of something? Um, so just realizing that and like remembering God didn't give you a spirit of fear He gave you a spirit of power and love and self-control. And so the self-control part, just controlling the controllables and what you can control and should be trying to control, which is mainly just yourself. Like anything else, it's pretty, um, you can't really control it. Yeah. I like that. All right. Last one. The last one. So the lack of support. Um, do you want to go into further detail on that? Yeah, I I think this one is specifically with the military stuff. Um, you'll hear us say over and over, like, we have so many resources. There's all these things available for military members, et cetera. Um, so it is alarming, right, that people feel that lack of support is one of the major things that is a fear causes anxiety or whatever the case is. Um, so it it makes me wonder, right? Like even if you have all these resources and all these great things, if they're not being implemented or put out there in a good timely and a good fashion Mm -hmm. and like just well, well thought out and well executed. Yeah. Like, is it all for not? Yeah. So many people I know just say, Oh, I didn't even know that we had those resources. Right. I didn't even know that that was a thing or, um, and so I think just not knowing. And then also lack of support of, it, you know, if you don't have a lot of friends around you and you don't have family around you, um, you know, where's that support coming from? Yeah. So, um, Deuteronomy 31, eight, says do not be afraid or discouraged for the lord will personally go ahead of you he will be with you he will neither fail you nor abandon you and i think like i said earlier you need friends you need support and resources from the military you need your family like you need that community for support and that's super super important but also this verse of we don't have to be discouraged or afraid. Like the Lord is going ahead of us. Like when you are on those moves, like I was saying earlier, like he has the plan, he has the purpose for you in your specific city and at your specific base and all of that. And he like, he will always be with you. People will like come and go out of your life. People will disappoint you. They will let you down, but like that is not God. And he will never fail you or abandon you. Um, and I think this verse is like the perfect (laughs) reminder of that. Um, and yeah, 
I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's good. Yeah. Okay. I um uh, I am so out of words to say right now because you've covered everything. Like it's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So wrap it up. Yeah, I'll put the just like references for each of these verses. Maybe I'll like share a picture of just the paper. I don't know. I'll figure it out on our Instagram or something. Um, but my hope and like cur- encouragement to y'all would be if any of this like s- resonated with you, one specifically or all of them or a few, go back and or look in the show notes and write the verse down and put it like in your notes on your phone so when you're like hey I feel like I have no support today or wow I am so overwhelmed with like finding new friends and a new house and a new church to go you know all of that or whatever you can go back and look at these verses and pray them to God and like let them be a reminder to you or write them down and put them somewhere where you'll see them like on your fridge or on your mirror or whatever, but I hope like this was helpful. Yeah, uh, I think it's been super helpful. Okay. It's been good. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show.